so I saw this thing online. It was just a picture that was posted, but it, it was a, you know another thing that I never thought of, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a vibrator that once uh, your loved ones die, you can put their ashes up to twenty five grams of their ashes in this vibrator, so you can continue to fuck your loved one. And it's like a glass vial, like you can see through it. It's not like the an urn where the ashes are hidden. Yeah, you you can put your loved ones' ashes in, and, like fuck yourself with this like high end like vibrator. Yeah, you should really like mold the genitals of your loved one before they die while we're at it. You yeah, know? that was my thought. Is like, is there not some sort of like situation where you know there's like that like molded cock where you can like mold your own cock yeah. and like make a dildo out of it? Like, can we not mix? Is can someone not make a thing where you can mix some ash into that? Like, you can turn yeah. ashes into diamonds. You can so you can turn them have ashes tattooed sure. into you. You should be able to make a dildo out of them. Yeah, I feel can- like putting ashes in a glass vial dildo is a little bit of a cop out. Yeah, if we can make ashes into diamonds, we can certainly make them into dicks. They don't have to be <laughs> nearly as hard. Um, yeah, I want a vibrating uh, vagina I can scissor with, you know, that's got some ashes in it or whatever. Like, yeah. Why, yeah. That's a nice, yeah. It also makes Ash Wednesday a little more fun. You know, you yeah. go to the priest, he goes to mark your head, but you're like, wait, well, hey, um, use this ash. <laughs> Open your dildo up, tilt your dead loved I one towards I don't know if him. they take... <laughs> I don't know if they take outside ash. Um, it made me laugh because it's ash. like, yo, like, you know, I, you know, so this it didn't happen, right? But this is where mm-hmm. my head went hypothetically. So, you know, my best friend Riley died about a year ago, mm-hmm. just over a year ago, right? And the, have you not gotten off to any of his ashes yet? No, <laughs> oh. surprisingly not. Okay. It's on my list, to-do list, but. <laughs> you could make lube with some ashes mixed in for but, sure. But I just thought about like, you know, sometimes when people die, their ashes get spread between multiple people, right? Yeah. But like you get, I was just laughing at the idea that like, you know, if Riley had been cremated and like his ashes were given to me and then I ended up putting him in a dildo and people mm-hmm. catch wind of it, it's just like, dude, do you put, you put his ashes in, <laughs> like yeah, if it's not else? your direct loved one, but you use somebody else's <laughs> ashes in a way they didn't know could be used, like you... You can't put their ashes in your fucking dildo. It's, it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> sure. yeah. I just imagine him being want like, to be a part of a dildo. "Oh man, oh, fuck man." Yeah, I th- I would be happy uh, of all the many things that we might do with our, you know someone's dead body, uh, you know after they die. I, I I think becoming a part of a dildo seems like a pretty good fate. You know. Yeah. I don't want to be in the ground taking up space. That doesn't make any sense. Don't. <laughs> You have to spread me the ocean. That's you know, you're littering, whatever. Yeah, put me in a dildo, <coughs> one way or another. A biodegradable dildo. Oh yeah, <laughs> it just melts as you fuck someone. I mean, I'm sure this glass on this dildo is pretty strong, but I just also think like, what happens if it like you know breaks inside of you? One, the glass is going to suck, but well, two, then you got yeah, ashes you inside pro- of you. I think the glass is a worse problem than the ashes. Yeah. I wonder if there's ever been somebody out there that's tried to like do some sort of like butt chug ash or like ashes douche right like to shoot the ash up inside themselves because people have definitely snorted ashes that's been yeah people have eaten it stuff, eaten yeah I, it was the one movie where it's mixed in with oval they think it's oval teen but it's oh, actually I ashes I saw that. but I yeah we could, you could if you can do a coffee enema you can probably do a Ashes, ashes enema. enema. You just gotta mix a that's little kind bit of, of water. A nice, yeah, that's kind of a nice idea to clean yourself out with grandma. <laughs> <laughs> grandma. Come real clean. Maybe that's like the best. Maybe it's way better than coffee. You're just like, granddad never gave me acceptance because he always called me a queer. Well, who's a queer now? 
<laughs> just like shit grandpa out. Just as like a way of like seeking revenge. Yeah. You just tell your family you're going to be respectful of the ashes, but really you're just waiting to get home and use it as an ashes enema. Mm-hmm. Or to put your, your bigoted, you know, gr- relative or whatever into the vibrator and fuck your like gay partner yeah. or whatever, whatever queer partner you have with the vibrator. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. I like revenge. It's, you know, sometimes well, I... that's a very peaceful kind of revenge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is the best. Like when you can seek revenge on somebody yeah. nonviolently, but really get your revenge, it's yeah, kind of beautiful. It, you get your own satisfaction, but there's no eye for an eye problem here. No. Right? The cycle of hatred or in whatever has stopped and you're just fucking yourself with your dead grandpa's ashes. <laughs> I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you killed him. In order Unless to- you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> someone who's just addicted to fucking themselves with the ashes of their relatives and so they have to start their killing victims. them well I'm just saying like you uh, wanted to specifically use your bigoted relatives mm. and so you dextered them I mean in your mind whatever they're probably not evil enough to be, but you just start killing your family members in order to fuck yourself with their ashes yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a comic book. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a comic book in there somewhere. <laughs> it's about. I was gonna say it's not even really a movie or anything. There's there's a short comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need a series. This is the Gender Fluids podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Oh, here here's a stone thought I had the other day. <coughs> and it, it's about, like, the... the you could say the fight the movement the struggle the idea whatever to normalize like exposed breasts mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um so I, I was i was just high thinking about it and i was like i think that we all are kind of incentivized in a way to f- to resist that normalization i agree by because by like normalizing them breasts lose that That's, like I've we're not supposed to be years. seeing this allure That's right exa- we don't want to be desensitized to nipples that's why i say no keep them away because i want it to be special you know yeah i don't want there to be a bunch of tits everywhere i want it to be a spe- i like that that moment when a girl is unbuttoning her flannel and you're about to see her boobs that's an amazing moment if you keep them under wraps yeah mm-hmm. but, but you know I love that idea. should be free. But I think, well, here's the thing, though. I think the argument then, though, is that like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, that tantalization is nice. Kind of like how, you know, sex is hotter when there's something wrong about it. Kind of like if you didn't grow up very religious, you don't have that way to like tap into that wrongness. Right. Right. This is like, you know, being able to see someone because I was changing my shirt in a gas station parking lot. This is why I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about like, man, I wish it was normalized that I could just change and it wouldn't be a thing because I was kind of getting off the idea of some dude seeing me yeah. and like being turned on that he saw me i was like but that that idea that you're not supposed to be seeing the thing that you're seeing yeah 
is hot. But I think then the the step would be to just like make the hotness like learn culturally and societally and as our race or whatever human race to like just be into the beauty of breasts and Mm -hmm. not need that uh addition of wrongness to have the same level of attraction or appeal right Right. the idea would be that whether it's on or off you always just see the same type of like intense beauty or whatever you want to see in like tits you know well i don't know i don't know yeah that's an interesting thing because i think on the one hand it sounds like much more natural um, just like you know polyamory of various sorts and, and non-monogamy or what is serial this or that all that kind of stuff um, it's not really natural to have this <coughs> this system that we have of monogamy it's also not really natural to be probably as like Christian about covering up our breasts and yeah our ancestors got along just fine probably seeing nipples not all the just time Christian. Still... you can just say religious you know well, yeah. there's not really Almost been a religion the... that's been like titties are cool you know i mean well there's... not all the religions have been as like you gotta cover them up as yeah. the as the judeo-christian islam stuff yeah all those kind of ones um but yeah with nipples i mean many of our ancestors for a long time were fucking and making babies just fine probably seeing nipples all the time um so it's like yeah we probably could get there and we just we have this kind of like possessiveness still too like if it's my girlfriend i don't want it whatever but at the same time i i don't feel like um you know, because we really do like uh, when things are taken away for a while and then we get them. Like, that makes us appreciate things more, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of things. So I, I do feel like there's a natural thing to, like, not getting to see them for a while and then getting to see them. If you do see them all the time, then it does, you know, I'm not, like, I still, like, with the girl's boobs, I always find her boobs hot. And if I want to go there, I will go there, you know what I mean? Even, But then... It, it's still nice to not see them for a while yeah. and then get to see them. I but here's the thing, though. I think the difference in what we're talking about is that, like, I'm not talking about seeing tits all the time. You know, if we're talking about how our society functions, yeah, pe- people aren't just going to be going to sh- work shirtless and walking around the streets about shirtless. Being able to, yeah. But it's just the idea behind it, right? That, right. like, you know, because uh, even if our clothing patterns stayed the same if we got rid of this allure of it being bad and, like, moved towards this idea of just, like, a consistent beauty or different states of beauty without the forbiddenness added to it right Right. maybe then we could open up the prospects of like different types of attraction and different ways of being into each other's bodies you know i mean at the same time you know with with dudes or penis people or whatever the law of the situation is at the time you know people are into their chests sometimes and we see them some and we don't see them other times so it yeah you know it makes sense right yeah i don't know and the thing is like you know, because uh, I do like the wrongness, right? Like, mm-hmm. I liked thinking about some guy in that gas station parking lot seeing me when he kind of technically, you know, quote unquote, shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the wrongness is hot. And so part of me wants to try and preserve that out of my own enjoyment of it and forsake the kind of evolution of how we're into bodies due to like a consistent state of beauty or perception of beauty or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But what I, I didn't think is like, okay, but. I'm into a lot of things that I don't act out or live out in reality. So like maybe I take this antiquated sense of forbiddenness of wrongness surrounding exposed breasts. Mm-hmm. I get rid of that. And then I just role play that. Then, yeah. then, then I get, turn it into a kink thing. I, like we do other things that are right. wrong and taboo, you know, and I make that something that I control rather than is like just the standard state of being. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of probably exactly it. Um, yeah, because that's, that's for me what I do all the time in life. You can always role play stuff. It doesn't even have to be sexual. But if you do want to change your psychology around something, just role play that you're in a slightly different story than you are right now. It really helps. Even if you're just at, at work and you're bored. Just pretend you're in a situation that's more interesting and it just, you know. You know, I, I think that's great advice. I don't think most people have the imagination. imagination or like or like the ability to project that type of empathy into a situation they haven't lived. I don't yeah. think a lot of people are like aware enough to do that, aware of themselves and their own emotions and motivations to uh, be yeah. able to go there. That's true. I've just been, you know, doing that so much since I was a kid that it's just <laughs> yeah. second nature to me. Why is it so funny? Like, yeah, just the other day, uh, the girl and I were, it was like that, that wonderful storm was happening and I just started role playing mm -hmm. that I had um, come to America when in the 1500s, um, you know, pre-America, America, but we, mm -hmm. you know, like I was a Spaniard who'd been exploring and, um, I had wound up in like in a mountain and then there was like an avalanche and then it had gotten frozen. And so then when the girl was running <clears throat> in the mountains in Colorado, <laughs> she, comes across me just as global warming has thawed out my <laughs> ice <laughs> just enough that I'm now like, Oh fuck. Cause I'm still behind a layer of glass and she has to break me out. And then, because this is all, because what I wanted to justify was the level with which we were cuddling. Yeah. I needed a storyline that would justify the level with which we were cuddling. Um, so that we still, we weren't people who had a sexual relationship and there was some kind of, um, general like drama around lesbianism and our getting together in general that's maintained but to justify the fact that our like arms are touching and are like whatever and so as we're watching the storm because i wanted to live in that headspace and so the story that i used is that yeah so then she saves me from the ice and um grabs me out of there and then has to warm me up because I'm like blue and everything, you know, and she's going to save me. And so, of course, she's going to take off her clothes and now we're like we're naked together and she's and she's, you know, and then and then builds mm -hmm. a fire and then cooks me food and is like feeding me and putting her arm around me the whole night as as we bring me up to whatever. And so now. I like told her my story about <laughs> who I am <laughs> and I've never, you know, where I'm from there, at least what I'm telling myself is that there wasn't any kind of lesbianism or homosexual like that I would have known about or very, you know, there wasn't really yeah. an option for a lifestyle. Like maybe that happened sometimes I'd heard that, but it wasn't like a lifestyle that you could have. Um, and so then I've just, I'm just kind of like piecing together that she's a single woman and, and what is this? And I'm like wondering about it because here I am cute little, androgynous explorer lesbian type that doesn't even think of myself that way anyway but so yeah because she's warmed me up already and we've we've shared this like intimacy um so now we're in this weird headspace where we haven't talked about relationship or sexuality or anything but she's taking care of me because because she she gave me the the option did i want to did she want me to take her to the authorities or take me to the authorities whatever and or should i just stay could i stay with her for a little bit as she kind of like brings me up to speed and we figure out what I'm going to do. And so I was like, yeah, can I stay with you? So anyway, but that's just the storyline that I like. That's the kind of thing that I do when I'm like, Hmm, how, what do, what headspace do I want to be in? All right. Yeah. What story, storyline will justify? I'm not just being cute. Like this, I'm a Spaniard. I'm like, I'm literally, I want to believe the story and have the, the, all the like um, the psychologies and, and whatever the background of this character so that I can then fully live in that headspace 
And and then I was like reading a book to her, being like fascinated by all the things that they were talking about. Are y'all <laughs> you know actually I mean? like role playing this out? Or? Well, yeah. So then I told her about it very quickly. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna role play this thing." And then she okay. was like, "Huh." And then like, and then it was actually later that I like I started. I um, made up like the the entire backstory, you know, whatever. Then so that I could like even mm-hmm. more fully enjoy it. But yeah, damn. But it's not even you know. It's like it's it's sometimes irrespective of any sex we might have. It's just more like if I I want to enjoy this cuddling in a particular way. Yeah. So let me create a storyline so that I can be in that headspace. And it's like and I'll tell her it's like you if you want to be in that headspace you can be. But I, I'll I'll do that because she, you know she's not as much this way. And so what I do is create a scenario so that she can just be herself. And like, you know, only have to change 1% of her brain psychology to Mm -hmm. now be in that headspace instead of her having to do all that work of method acting and crazy imaginative play that she's not used to doing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But that's that's a great example, though. Like, she's not that type of person. And like you are, but it's like for people like you and for like like me and like a lot of people, it's like the power of like your imagination of your ability to put yourself in that position like does allow you to like explore different types of like beauty and attraction to other people mm-hmm. and different ways of like being right mm-hmm. and you know eventually you know things can become habit you know if you go to a place enough right it becomes yeah. familiar it's like it's like being a method actor in a yeah. weird way a mental method actor yeah that's how i think of it I, you know, totally. I, that, and that's probably why I don't respect bad acting. It's because <laughs> I'm just like such a bad... I'm like, no, just be the character, you know? Be that person. Don't, yeah. you know? Um, But yeah, I do find that not everyone <laughs> has that skill set. I want to talk about OnlyFans a bit. Okay. So it's been interesting not only just having an OnlyFans, but like talking to other people who have them and who have been in different forms of sex work for different lengths mm-hmm. of time, right? Because it, it provides all these different perspectives. I said different way too many times. Mm. Perspectives of like the site, right? Because mm-hmm. for me, using OnlyFans in the casual way that I do and having not like done any sort of like online sex work in a long time, mm-hmm. it's like, it's pretty nice. It's a pretty great site in my opinion of just like, very surface level user interface kind of experience. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just nice, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the 80-20 profit split, I was like, yeah, that seems good. I can work with that, right? Well, I didn't even know that that's what the profit split was. Yeah, 80-20. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get 80% of anything you make. Interesting. Which is why mine's... It's pretty steep considering... Well, but yeah. here's the thing. So I've heard from different people, you know, different opinions and critiques of OnlyFans, mm-hmm. right? So uh, one person who has done like who has done sex work for a while, both uh, before the quarantine, like real life sex work, like meeting in person, not just like virtually Mm -hmm. as well as like dancing and, you know, then like online sex work as well. Right. But like their big thing was like, you know, it's, it does suck to have 20% taken out. You know, it does suck that you don't earn that full thing as opposed to like in real life, whatever is put in your hand is what you take. Right. You know, um, but uh, I've heard from like other people who have done mainly online sex work, like online doming and things like that, mm-hmm. that like the 80, 20 profit split 
is like has been seen as kind of a good thing by people who have done online sex work for a long time Mm -hmm. because other services take a much it's historically have taken a much larger split like you know other pimps what like other pimps have taken a lot no like online services so i mean but there's this essentially yeah but that's not even accurate though a pimp is somebody that's like actively trying to like push you out and is like making you make money right it's like but it's just it's just not a good characterization, right? Well, I'm just I was just kind of being cute. You took it really oh. seriously, but um, well, it's because it's it's not serious, well, serious. But, but it's mean, just like, but the the intent of it kind of matters because like here's the thing is like reframing is like you know they're just a middleman, they're like a facilitator. Yeah. Like it has a different connotation to it, right? But my reference point isn't so much like other sex work sites. It's like other sites that take a little cut because they're just a platform. They don't really have to do that much. Um, so uh, the, whether it's like Eventbrite or um or Bandcamp uh, or any of those things yeah that mm-hmm. take a little tiny cut it's like such a small like so 20% is like a, a big leap from the kind of point f- or or even like GoFundMe or Kickstarter or whatever that all they take these little things yeah, but like anything like up to 3 to 5% maybe and then so for 20% it's But that like, just shows the problem within the porn industry yeah. right is that it's been so exploitive uh exploitative right. for you know ever right that like 80 20 is seen as like uh, oh thank god that's finally a standard thing Well that's why I bring up the pimp thing though a little bit because it does feel like we're anchored to this model of like for some reason, sex workers are getting a smaller cut. Than well, it's a supply and demand thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Being a hosting site like that puts you in a very precarious legal space, yeah. Right, and like it takes a lot of. Well, that's risk. what I'm wondering. Yeah, and, this... and people just don't, you know, not a lot of businesses want to put the effort and infrastructure into making right. a good hosting site with like fair splits. Well, right? they need security to be tight. That's what I'm wondering. Are they what are are they claiming that legal legal fees wise, you know, and security wise, they really have to do a lot. Not just stuff. legal fees, but it's like, you know, it's technically difficult to like post and host all your own videos on your own website. So like if mm-hmm. we're going to be doing that for you Tons and there's videos. only three options of decent places to do it, yeah. like we can kind of charge what we want, Yeah, you know? And then you just dump like the historic kind of like exploitive nature of like sex work and patriarchy and blah, blah, blah on top of it. And you end up with like, that's why, you know, an 80-20 split is seen by some people as good. But but by people who have been doing independent sex work for a long time and have been Mm -hmm. making 100% of everything they make, they really feel that and have the same problem you do. Like where they're like, yo, this is fucked up. We're only getting 80%, right? Yeah. Well, but at the same time, what we need is some healthy competition and another site or two to pop up that gives 90-10 And then in 95.5, and then it'll sort itself out. So if anyone's out there with some programming skills and not just that, you gotta have money to host the, ser- to, yeah. the server spaces well, or know how to get investors. Here. Yeah, because like the other th- thing I've heard from people is that like some people are think that the photo quality on the site uh, is low. Uh, mm-hmm. That when you upload photos, that your photo quality goes down, them. and yeah, and your video quality as well. And that like. Only fans didn't anticipate the how volume. popular it was going to be and yeah. having a hard time keeping suddenly up. Suddenly, everyone's talking about OnlyFans to the point where, even without that much stand up going on, there's still just like a lot of jokes, a lot of punchlines where it's like, oh, it's your OnlyFans. And it's like, yeah, it did happen suddenly because I know in my life, like all of a sudden, a few people started talking about it and then it all became like, hey, let's all do this. Yeah. I can't believe that I have any subscribers because I felt like I was going to walk on there and just be like, oh, no one gives a just shit because a everyone's market. so saturated. Yeah. Because 
Well, here's the thing I, that I think. I think a lot of people do have them, but I don't think a lot of people use them consistently. Mm. I think it's like anything else. If you use Post it consistently, consistently and you have like a clever personality and you're decently attractive or you find a niche, yeah. you have to do that at a moderate level yeah. uh, of semi-regularity and of quality and you're going to be fine. I think yeah. a lot of people had it and thought like, I'm going to post naked pictures online and who had never really done it before. And it's and, harder than they think to produce the content really that they want to yeah, share. Yeah, to produce regular, interesting. Yeah interesting content that's not you in front of the same wall on the same bed right. jerking yourself off or whatever doing whatever you're doing you mm-hmm. know and and i also think like a lot of people think it's a good idea until they realize like how much you have to expose yourself to do that right yeah. not just like literally your naked body yeah. but like if you want to make money off of it, right, mm-hmm. how you have to advertise yourself or get people there in some way. And, yeah. like, it ruins what a lot of people liked about OnlyFans, which was this allure of privacy, of semi-privacy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this double-edged thing. Like, you have to publicly show yourself to be able to privately make money off of it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people didn't work through the emotional logistics of that before, yeah. like, starting it, right? So Whereas <laughs> we're inoculated to having any sense of shame or privacy. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like I also I'm just like you know what like I'm, I'm the hottest I've ever yeah, been same, so like same, fucking same, if yeah, these like, are the naked pictures of me out online like oh no uh-huh. whatever am I gonna do yeah <laughs> yeah it's hard to see what the drop I mean for me it's like I'm still not being fully nude or whatever like there was a, a one video that I did where um, the girl was taking a nap on me and so I just moved her hair her long curly hair to be because I was naked I just moved it to be like on top of my body and then just took a little video of that like I basically the creative fun for me is figuring out what can I show that is sort of you know semi-pornographic um or nudity whatever nudity filled that like i'm okay with and she's okay with so i have to and that is interesting and that's interesting to people i mean but there's so like you know when i'm trimming her pubes and we get that camera in just such a way that you can see like kind of like the top from the side whatever but Mm -hmm. like like that to me was like the amount uh, that I want to show, you know, and then, to, and, and I don't know if I'm <laughs> flattering myself that anyone will even ever care about the stand up portion of my OnlyFans or if that's, um, but, but I love the idea of it being like, this is also sh- somewhere or I can put stand up that I would not put on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I can put stuff that's like, this is stuff that really only my fans. Cause I mean, I love that idea. So to me, I'm like, yeah, I do. I don't want to see it saturated. I hope that it doesn't get like ruined like every other social media site but i feel like this god this is the one for me i mean we've been talking about it forever like i do want to make porn like i would love to get to the point where i was just like yeah straight up directing porn and then my thing is like you know i i really value my own sexuality and like i don't think i can charge enough for only fans and get subscribers to show myself fucking and doing porn right mm-hmm. it's like the type of porn i want to make like I want people to pay some decent money for that, yeah. right? And like, so well, I'm just some not, people charge a lot a month on OnlyFans. I know, so. but the thing is, I don't, I would rather just do cute, nerdy, naked things uh-huh. than and charge less than like put a lot of effort yeah. into making like high quality porn. Oh, and yeah, I mean, this more. is like a one. I'm just I'm just saying like the way I think of myself, like yeah. in terms of which social media, because it's always been like, you know, Facebook. I can get some attention on there. If you, if you post the right kind of thing, then you can, whatever, you know, Twitter, uh, mm. I've been finding my voice, but still I, I didn't get in early enough. And I'm, I don't think I, I'm to do the stuff that you have to do to like 
get followers and promote your stuff. Like, it just seems like that's kind of over, you know, like the Twitter. I don't know that you could really, because I don't think I've gotten a new Twitter follower in months, really. If anything, I just lose them every now and then. You know what I mean? Not that I'm following anybody very often, but that's what you'd have to do. You can't just post good content and like let yeah. any of it come to you. It doesn't really happen. At least doesn't seem to for me anymore. And not when I'm, if I was going to live shows and constantly trying to get people to follow all my stuff, maybe, you know, but with Instagram, like that one slow and steadily builds. And it, I've been kind of you know, if figuring out how to enjoy that, but none of it feels like a way for me to really like share what I want to share in that way. And, and with only OnlyFans, fans, I'm like, oh, I think I can figure out how to make this something maybe. that really feels valuable to me. Not just, oh, let me have social interaction and have a bunch of hearts or likes, yeah. but like I get to share some stuff that I really wouldn't have another venue for. And it's, I don't know, it's better than Patreon. Mm-hmm. The the layout of the site the and layout. things are better than is better than Patreon. The kind of like you Ease know because I want to listen to our Patreon episodes, but my Dropbox is full, so I can't listen to the yes, way you, you can. You can I just lo- click on it and listen to it on your phone. It plays just through Dropbox. I'm telling you, every time I go, it just it oh gives me. God. An, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> but, but point being, it's it's that part because I I'm like, should I just subscribe to our Patreon? Because I don't know how to even like log in, and I don't yeah. think you even can. Like on OnlyFans, if I want to watch my own content, I can. Yeah, you can on think- Patreon. I've given you the login. You can just go and click play on an episode, oh. and it'll play. Oh, is that what you mean? Instead of using Dropbox or whatever? Yeah, you can just go to no. Patreon and listen. No. With the app on your phone. Oh, there's a Patreon app? Yes. No. Right. <laughs> See? <laughs> You're getting frustrated. You know there's a goddamn app. <laughs> well, maybe I haven't tried that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, but I don't know. Uh, no, OnlyFans, what some uh, someone described OnlyFans as, you know, they've finally created Twitter with a paywall. Mm, because yeah. Twitter, in a lot of ways, uh, was a large, large, in, in a lot of ways, still is a large site for people to share adult content of a wide variety, right? Like, right. Twitter doesn't center, cen- censor, Jesus Christ, nudity. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that because here's a, it's a kind of a combination of like Facebook and Twitter um, with a paywall where it's like you've got your text and your pictures and your videos and you don't have a character limit and it's only people who follow you can see you and they have to pay like it's really nice for me because it's like it's allowed me the space to be nerdy and do what I want to do without having to worry about like any sort of social game of aggregating followers that's the one thing I've always disliked about social media yeah. is like I don't like the feeling of the rat race in it yeah. like I like it sounds stupid, but it's like, I kind of like the the purity of it where it's like, I just want to share pictures of things that kind of matter to me. And I just want to engage with people who give a fuck about that, but I don't really I want to have this like contest and I don't want to build anything. You know, yeah. the goal isn't for me to build anything. It's just for people who like shit that I like to be in a space where right. they can enjoy it. Right. And I feel like I've kind of figured that out with Instagram because I just share records and some odd pictures. Right. And that's yeah. kind of my fun place to write jokes or whatever. But with OnlyFans, it's like, oh, I think this is the closest thing to what I've really wanted for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm figuring out how I want to engage with that and how I can like build it and, like you said, do it creatively where people want to stay and keep paying me, but also it's not the same goddamn thing every day, right? Yeah. Or I don't even post every day. I post like once a week, once every week and a half whenever mm-hmm. I have a good idea, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's my other thing too is I don't 
you know, ever want to feel like the algorithms. I don't know what the algorithms are on OnlyFans or how any of that works, but I just know that they are always changing the algorithms of Twitter and Instagram. And it always seems to keep making it worse, especially for people who aren't already famous. You know what I mean? And then you got to play all these games and they want you to use hashtags. And they want you to promote their shit and you have to use it all consistently. Like, you know, the more you tweet basically the more they show your tweets to people and garbage like that and if you take a three days off then you get buried again like it's just it's a horrible way to live and so yeah with only fans it does feel almost like some of that earlier days of the internet joy of like it's just just kind of fun to be out here doing in it. the wild west like yeah and and yeah instead of trying to like i do i want that like with twitter at least for a while like i I had a feeling of more anonymity like not as like instagram and facebook both feel very public to me whereas with twitter it's like i know only some people are going to see this most of them are already kind of on my wavelength if they're going to see my tweet Mm -hmm. and with OnlyFans, it's like oh for sure if it if you're here then you know like See, I've never done public Facebook. I've always, uh, Instagram is the only, and Twitter when I had one for a brief time, but Instagram's the only public thing I've ever done. Mm. See, I just don't like that type of engagement, right? Mm -hmm. Like the privacy, that's like, you know, why OnlyFans is appealing. It's like, sure, someone who doesn't like me could follow me, but like, (laughs) yeah, and it's like, you know, I'm only 12 bucks, so fuck it, but Uh like. You know, I like the fact that, like, I can just do whatever behind, like, some thinly veiled idea of, like, privacy. Yeah. You know? But I do think, you know, eventually where we need to head is kind of, like, where we started, which is, like, you need to fix that, like, split, that pay split, you know? 90-10 would be, mm-hmm. I feel like, would be appropriate. Seems reasonable. You know? And then you need, you need to, like, you know, fix your fucking servers and, like... You know, adds add a few different features, like some yeah. different post features. You know, you should have enough money by now with the twenty percent you've been getting. Yeah, yeah well, that's fuck. like what Uber takes. I think twenty percent. Yeah, <laughs> don't be like Uber OnlyFans. Yeah, come on. come on, guys. But I have loved it. And again, that's if you want to follow me, it's onlyfans.com slash Penny Petricor, P-T-I-C-H-O-R, Petricor. Okay, and mine is at Overshareal. I finally found a good use for Overshareal, my little... It really know, does fit. It is perfect. And it is because it... And it's, you know, and if you don't know how to spell my name, it's A-R-I-E-L-L-E. But um, because I do feel a little bit weird about how it's, I both put stand-up and somewhat pornographic videos on there. Because I'm like, what if someone really legitimately just wants to come for the one... And I'm like, oh, shut up. Ariel, you know what you're getting into. And also, yeah, and it's also like, this is, that's my relationship that I do, because I'm thinking about like after shows, you know, me put on my business card, you know, and be like, oh, you're, you like my stand up? Yeah, check out my OnlyFans. Yeah. That is exactly what I want to do because especially these dudes. Raking money, dude, man. Dude, raking the money. And yeah, these, these dudes who like, because I do flirt with the audiences. I mean, half the time I'm like, y'all all think I'm attractive? Clap, clap, clap. Mm-hmm. Yay. Check out my OnlyFans. Hell yeah. I think, yeah, once uh, the live, yeah, I need to make my business cards and that's going to be like the main thing on there. It's just like, yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah. One thing that I think is hilarious about it, though, is like, you know, like we said, every it feels like everybody has an OnlyFans, mm-hmm. even though they don't, they don't. you know, but yeah. like at least in our like circles of friends. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's just ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like in our sex positive queer uh-huh. friend circles, um, you see a lot of people trying to get followers, trying to hustle, trying, you know, trying to get people to do it. And, you know, a lot of people use Instagram and things like that. But like 
I think it's hilarious when people try and like brag about the percentage of creator then they're like, because if you go to your statements page on OnlyFans, uh-huh. it shows you how much money you've made, right? And breaks it down. But then it also will tell you, hey, you're in the top whatever percent of creators. Okay. You're in the top 10% or top whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you see people posting like, I'm in the top 32% of creators. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you okay. get that for signing up and having a name. Yeah. Like if you get one person, you're in the top 32% of creators, right? Is then, yeah. You know, it's That's like, funny. shut the fuck up. Like, unless you're in them single digits, like who well, gives a like shit? Well, it's like those comedians who are like, my out, al- my comedy album's number two on iTunes. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. how are you not number one? Like, only one album comes out every month. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you tell your grandma, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's how it's been described to me anyway. It's not like I've done it, but you, yeah, exactly. It's or like, just like people who like, you know, inflate their festival credits or like, you know, kind of like, like, oh yeah, I was on the fucking Burning Bridges, you know, yeah. Burning Bridges Midwest Festival. It's like that, that sounds like a piece of shit. That's not a real thing you should brag about. You should be yeah. embarrassed for sharing that. You should that. be embarrassed that you're bragging about and, it. Yeah. And, and, and I know someone like, who self-published a book and yeah, he just told me that he was like 982nd on the genre of his. And he was like, he's like, that's really good. There's like tens of that. I was like, oh my God. No, it's no. not. <laughs> it's like you, you have a fucking pulse you can place somewhere. I read you know? his book too. It's, yeah. Piece of shit. I could, I would really like to edit it. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> there's a thank you page where he's already thanked an editor for their hard work. And I'm like, Ooh, you oh. should. <laughs> you should retract that thank Ooh, you yeah semicolons let's just start there yeah but yeah i'm like y'all you know fucking like i guess maybe that percentage looks attractive to somebody that doesn't know anything about only fans or basic math or percentages uh-huh. but it's just like look let's say a hundred thousand people have an only fans page if you're in the top 19 percent, you're in the top 1900 people well and also like a lot of people who have an account like have never posted anything yeah yeah so you're probably it's like when you write your name on the SAT, you know, yeah, yeah you're already gonna you get it automatically you get, get the a four hundred, and so yeah, if you and then if you that's exactly what if it you is. flip a coin for the rest of the questions, and then you're in the top thirty two percent. Congratulations, yes. this is a country full of idiots. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uneducated people, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I just had like a a moment where I put something into words, well, into thought, right? Like I I verbalized it to myself Mm -hmm. um, that I've been experiencing forever for a long time. uh, But it just had never really, I don't know why it hadn't clicked to me. But I I can't watch porn of people getting fucked um, while I masturbate if I have to take a shit. It turns me like if I guess I, usually if I have to take a shit in that situation, I would just take the shit first instead of trying. <laughs> well, like here's <laughs> someone in the restroom and you're <laughs> no, it's just like I'm I'm lazy. And so like I wake up in the morning and I need to take a shit, but I also want to masturbate. And so I'm like, I'm just going to masturbate and then I'll get out of bed. Oh, and no, then you I'll know what? I do masturbate sometimes when I have to poop a little bit. Sometimes it feels good. See, it doesn't feel good for me. And, and I didn't realize that until just last week. And it's like. It's because I, you know, project myself into the porn I watch so intensely. Mm -hmm. And it's like any time I imagine, whether it's a cis lady or trans lady, you're getting fucked in the vagina or the asshole. If I have to take a shit, all I can imagine is just my body being jostled and just a dick going inside me and just hitting my full ass like colon and just like fucking or whatever, you know, whatever's full. I don't know. But like, Uh I think because I've never 
I've barely had any anal sex, Mm. uh, we'll say, you know, then I don't really, when I fantasize about anal, I'm not really fantasizing about anal. I'm just kind of fantasizing fantasizing about the idea, the the idea of anal. Yeah. And so I'm not really going through the lived mirror neurons of like, yeah, what that would be. So I can just, you know, and I'm just, yeah, maybe a little bit of stimulation. That's, it's like rubbing, you know, grinding basically back there. Um, and it's mostly psychological, right? So I can just enjoy that because there's like definitely those times where I've like come in my sleep or or been very close because and then in the morning I have to poop. But it's like an anal orgasm, you mm-hmm. know, in the dream. And then the, and then I wake up, I'm like, oh, I had to poop. It's <laughs> <laughs> like if I have a dream where I have to where if I have to pee in real life, I have dreams where I have to pee and I can't, you know. Yeah. But if I have to poop, you have anal orgasm. It's, it's just enough anal. pressure on the sphincter <laughs> that your body's like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's all I need because you know, it's so psychological <laughs> that I just need a tiny bit God, of pressure. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm kind of I'm fucking jealous of that, you know. It's great. I I mean, yeah, it's fucking hot dream. But it's just you know, I mean, I I I always wondered what the uncomfortable sensation I was feeling whenever I tried to masturbate like that was because it's not often that it happens, yeah. right? It's it's very rare that those things sync up towards like I have yeah. to take a shit that's like the size that like I can't get off to it. And like, but like, you know, there's just sometimes where I'm like, why do I just feel weird watching these people get fucked? Yeah. Like, it's just not hot to me right now. And like, it, and it's, and it, it felt like, your butt. yeah, it <laughs> felt like a different type of like fluctuation of like my sexual interest, right? Cause they, yeah. they're all over the place, right? So I'm used to being into and not being into some shit, yeah. right? But like, I was like, yeah, it's cause I have to take a shit. Yeah. And like, I, I just can't get <laughs> into the idea of like, yeah, oh no, you're gonna have a shit dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smear it on my face. <laughs> Paint me like a fourth grader does. Ugh. No, no, poop stuff. Oh man. I like fucking. Uh, Good, we're learning about our body. <laughs> um, oh yeah, clarification. When I said paint me like a fourth grader does, that probably sounded weird. I didn't realize oh. that. But th- I used to I I used to like tell this like joke about like my favorite way to have a dick put on my face is like some like a fourth grader's painting something where it's just like pressed down and just like smearing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just like no technique. Not just like a f- yeah. yeah. Not a fourth grader's dick. Yeah, not a fourth grader's dick. Fourth grader with a paintbrush is analogous to the way a grown <laughs> dick Man. person will or yeah, dick person, me. yeah. <laughs> Would rub their dick on my face. Yeah. Sloppily like I said that and I was girl. just like I had a light go off like people don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, hey guys, let me just like <laughs> have some clarification here. Four year old dicks are too small. Everyone knows that. <laughs> it's pointillism. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be painterly, but four year olds can be pointy. Oh, but yeah, it's a bummer, you know, I, but that made me think as a fetish of the week, though, it's like, what if your fetish was getting fucked in the ass while you I mean, had to take I a giant I think a lot of people shit. it is, right? There's got to be some, plenty of people who are into like pooping on your dick and stuff. So there's got to be a lot of people who are shit into that. dick. I've never actually tried to look into shit dick. Or yeah, but there's no way title. that's not like a sizable yeah. thing. But it's just like, it's a fetish we've never talked about. Yeah. Shitting on someone's dick. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, because anything that a lot of most people are like afraid of doing, 
a bunch of people are fucking into. And, mm-hmm. So and like poop during anal is probably the number one worry about anal next to like if it's which if anything it not. seems pleasurable. Like if you could take away the grossness of it, it does seem like having warm shit wrapped around your dick not, inside of a sphincter. I, I meant just more like you know like oh. a dick's being taken <laughs> out of you and you're just like getting uh, all the shit out, you're yeah. just cleaning out. You know like. It's all come, like calm. You're just evacuating yourself. Well, when all you at take once. a shit, it feels so good. You know, there's yeah. that sweet relief of of peeing or pooping, really. So just like by squirting on people, is supposed to feel good. It's like yeah, while you're peeing and com- uh, and coming at the same time, sounds great. Pooping and coming at the same time also sounds. You great. like have like a poop orgasm. Yeah, there's or your squirting. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a squirt. Yeah. yeah, if we're gonna call peeing, if we're gonna call peeing on people during sex squirting, then we should call pooping on people during sex squirting <laughs> yeah. too. I'm sure there's a little bit of mysterious fluids we are, in the squirt. So, someone the already says too. I got the squirts. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> squirting. Or if it's less squirty and more if it's like a th- more solid, yeah. then what are we gonna call that? Mm. Shitting on someone's dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't know. Being I honest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Cause it's like, I don't, I'm not into shit at all. It's just not something that I've ever been able to find attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just the, it's not there. No. However, I have a very like, uh, pa- not, not blase attitude towards it, blase but just, fair. you're doing your hands. Um, and not not necessarily lazy fair. It's just like I don't love it. I don't hate it. But it's like I I I've had been doing anal shit enough that like just a general yeah. amount of shit is like the cost of doing business. You know, not all the time, not every time, yeah. certainly not the majority of the time. But it's like pun intended. Yeah. Shit happens. You yeah. know, and like so it's like I think if somebody was into like pseudo dirty anal sex. I could indulge that every now and then, but I don't think I could do like, I have to take like a full blown, I ate Taco Bell yesterday shit. You know, like I don't want to, I don't think I could ever get into it to where it's like, there's like a lot going on. But if you want like the, you know, lube, you know, anal juice mixture to be more brown than not. Mm. <laughs> As, like, I think I could like, you know, do that for you. Like once a month you get to dirty fuck my butt. Okay, fine. Like if I love dirty you, fuck. <laughs> dirty fuck my butt. you know, I, uh. I'll do that. Right. But I'm not going to like, give you like legit shit dick like I yeah i mean like as much as it seems like it could be a whole wonderful moment to both shit on someone's dick and have it taken out of you at the same time you know that it's so gross dude poop yeah. smells and then like you got to clean that shit right away what are we on trash bags now you, we got to go to the shoot if we're doing this in the bathtub maybe i just ugh. when i was younger i uh i fucked this one guy and like it was my first time like getting fucked in a long time, like properly fucked as like a uh-huh. little gay boy, right? And uh, he pulled out, you know, because I was like, oh, you know, I think I got to take a break. And so he pulls out and like, you know, kind of moves around me. But like, I felt like when he pulled out, I was like, oh, I think I just shit on his bed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, I like, he was like kind of laying back down and I looked down and I was like, Oh yeah, I definitely shit on his bed. How it's much? Not a lot, just like a couple little nuggets, right? Okay. It wasn't bad, but it was like you not, know, it wasn't wet. No, it was like luby wet, but it was they were like harder Hard, nuggets, yep. okay. right? Nuggets and some lube. Okay. So, and so like, um, and it was only like two or like 
two and a half, you know? Yeah, you can get rid of this before you see something. Well, so, yeah, that's what I did. I just, like, took my, I just, like, saw that just went in and just, like, flung it off the bed, <laughs> between the bed and the wall in the corner. Do you have a dog, at least? No, I Damn. was, I was so embarrassed, like, you know, as a little, Twinkie, yeah. like, you know, 18-year-old. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, I just shit, I, fuck. And, like, I thought he didn't notice, right? But turns out that he definitely <laughs> did notice, but just no one ever told me. And they were all like a bunch of people, our friends, like <laughs> one time brought it up. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll have to leave his name out. But yeah. he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, like that time you shit on my bed. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, yeah, we all know about that. I was like, oh, y'all know about that time I shit on his bed. <laughs> Whoops. I could have said something if he'd been, you know, know. kind of mature. He should have just it, said, hey, no, but it was okay, really, it, it was the better thing yeah, just like to not make a big deal about yeah. it and to laugh about me behind my back. <laughs> I'm glad that's what happened. You know, we were all yeah. friends afterwards, anyways, mm. right? And so it was, it's fine. But, um, Good. So, you know, that's, but that's the thing is like, but I'm just thinking like, if you just really like shitting on someone's dick or you just really like shit getting on your dick, that's a pretty big commitment or a pretty big ask of somebody, right? Like anytime shit gets involved, the stakes escalate. There's cleanup involved. There's the smell. There's the location. It's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, are we just doing this on our bed? Are we dropping a tarp? Like, what are we doing to get the smell out afterwards? Unless you're just both into it and just like, like to revel in the smell of shit. And so like you fuck with your shit dick and then you just like lay down and like let your shit dick be like air. The other day I took a shit at work. I took a shit at work that was so like, (laughs) the way that toilet bowl is, is like the not enough water comes up. So, you know, and I'm, you know, so I'm so, Vegany right now, and I run like I ate so much. So like my poops have been huge. It was just an enormous pile. I mean, I flushed four <laughs> times before I had to be like, "Fuck, I am gonna have to get out the little like pokey stick." But meanwhile, when you're wearing a mask, it's oh, like you think traps. it's better. You think it's better to wear. You know, it's like you gotta take your mask off, and the rest it's not helping. It gets trapped. <laughs> I was like gagging so hard, and then I still had to because you have to wait for the toilet fill up between. Uh. So I had to keep waiting and just like I was like considered like opening the door just air. <laughs> but then I didn't know if anyone was I didn't want to explain so oh god I hate the smell so badly what if someone's like not only do I want to shit on your dick but like I want to clean that dick no, I know. I'm gonna I'm, go I'm, down on it. I've just been like, out let me suck that poop off your dick. No, I mean just like mm, 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 no. Those like, if it's a little clumpy, if it's a little clumpy, and I can like lick it off. We like, need to get the jeans of those people out of the pool. <laughs> no, Ooh, no, that's, no. A, that's a little no, chewy. No, no. Is that a? No. Oh, that's a kernel. Oh, it's stuck in my teeth. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, what is that? What did you eat? Visible porn <laughs> and poop too. Um. Yeah. No, I think those people need help. I don't I mean, they definitely need help finding a partner. Yeah. <laughs> is there an app? Poopster? <laughs> Poopster? Shitter? <laughs> is there? Is there I, I mean, or if so. not one of those, I mean, is there, there's, I mean, how well, how do these people, is there a Reddit or a 4chan or something for these people? Fuck if I know. How I do don't you know. find I mean, a poop, a poop Honestly, mate? you know, I think, I think if you were just open about it on like Tinder, you know, you, you got to bite the social bullet if everybody Dude, knowing you're I've into shit. I've never seen anyone but on Tinder. But if you're, if you're be like into scat play, I bet you somebody else would yeah, be like, but oh my n- God. I've never seen. I've fl- I, yeah, I've never I've, seen it I, ever. Yeah. So no one's doing it on Tinder. But I'm just saying, I think if you had the courage to be open about yeah. it. 
if that's what you're looking for, you may as well. Well, except that all it's pretty public, so all these yeah, that's people, the thing. You, know, is like you have see. to have that thing of like yeah. all your friends are going to know you're in like shit a, now. A, a more private. But here's the thing: maybe you fucking own it. You normalize it. I mean, you don't, people don't have to be no, into we it. We don't but need like, to normalize poop play. I, I mean, I don't think you have to normalize it and like it's happening on the corners. And we're teaching it. Well, that's in what's going to happen. <laughs> that is what our taxpayers. Well, we can only hope because dollars. my new fetish is Ugh. kindergartner shitting in my mouth. I want that kindergartner shit. Oh, I mean, pedophiles into shit. No, I was going to say, uh, you know getting how, a kid to poop in your mouth. If, if, if anything is improved by pedophilia, it would probably be the shit, the shit in your mouth yeah. game. It's got to be cleaner. Just smaller. You know, that intestine hasn't been used for as many yeah, years. Yeah, so just it's, fresher intestinal You know how people poop. are always like, there's only things like, someone's like, oh yeah, well, I dare you double dog dare you. And someone's like, well, I dare you times infinity. And someone's like, I dare you infinity plus one. Or someone's mm-hmm. like, Oh, the best thing in the world would be this. And then someone's like, nah, it would be better that plus, plus if you're smoking weed. Yeah. I think with fetishes, it's, it's our, should be our <laughs> new funny thing where it's like, all right, this, this plus pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. Is your fetish better or worse <laughs> if it's pedophile based? <laughs> yeah. Cause with, <laughs> yeah, with poopsterism. I think it, it definitely just, gets better. It seems better. like it'd be better. I mean, it shitting depends on, the on kids' dying. faces makes it worse. That makes kids. it funny. No, I mean, I, if anything, that makes it more appealing for I think adults, most adults. Adults, most of us are like face. we don't really understand wanting to have sex with kids, but I would shit on that. There kid's are some face. kids whose faces <laughs> I would shit on. If it's sexual for them, that's their problem. I Little guess. Fucker. I, I was not what I intended. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. Wouldn't you rather have a? Then again, baby poop is pretty. Baby poop can be fucking weird. rank. Be just you know strange. that tiny digestive system. Yeah, it's not practiced now yet. It's not your... consistent at all. It's just like. That, but but to go back to our theme from last week, what if someone was into their sister's child? You know, ha- is shitting their sister's breast milk into your mouth or whatever? Oh yeah, because your sister's your... child is. Yeah. It's your, it's your, I want to eat the incest, byproduct of my sister. Incest poop. Yeah. Incest milk poop. Yeah. I want my sister in me and, and I want my niece my or niece nephew in me. Nephew. Yeah. As well. I want, I want kind of like a DP of incest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting your sister's milk as your niece or nephew's poop. Right. It's the way there. to go. Yeah. Do you think anyone's, this is one of where I'm, I'm on the fence about whether that's ever happened. I don't, I, I don't think we've had enough people yet. Give I don't us know. one or two billion more. I don't think that specifically <laughs> has happened, but I bet there's some scat fetishist that has gone into their sister's baby's diaper bin and fucking eaten a little piece out of it. <laughs> oh, sorry. She's actually sad. <laughs> <laughs> or some shit like that. You know, like I think I think someone's definitely played around with some like familial poop before. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if you're like a closeted yeah. scat person, it's the only place you can get it. You take it where you For can sure. get it. You know, you gotta you gotta babysit one night. Yeah. You know, and your sis, you you're like, hey sis, like let me, I'll wash the kid for a night. You go out, you have a night on your own. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And they leave, and then you're just alone. And that baby takes a giant dump in its diaper, and you're like, now's my time. <laughs> I think Avery Moore's joke, like now's my chance. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, because there's already definitely people who are like um, then messing around with their sister or mothers, whoever's poop, you know, or their period pads or something. Yeah. There's definitely people who are using their family members. You know, people who are into just nasty fluids. shit, like toilet bowls, you know, uh, yeah. get in where you fit in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious right. to me. <laughs> You know, most things, I can talk about pedophilia all day. But anytime you bring up poop. 
Yeah, there's something where like my brain can can really just shut it off for almost any subject, but with poop, I just feel it. I can't. I love it. It's like the funniest almost, thing in the world to me. It's funny, it, but it's also just like I anything, have a gag. Reflex. Anything. Yeah, anything poop or fart related, I I can't yeah. help. I guess I I giggle every time I fart, almost <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like Alexis and I were in the shower the other day. We like went out to the store and came back, so we were showering off, right, to mm-hmm. like uh, to cleanse ourselves. Of me. Yeah, but like our body wash like bottle was close to the end, so when I like squeezed it, it was like. And I I was just like, (laughs) and she started laughing and she's like, I'm only laughing because I know you're about to start laughing. Yeah. We've just been living together now long enough that she, and then, and, but then like when she does it, I can't help it. She's like, I'm like, Oh my God, was that me? Oh, I'm so sorry. This never happens before. That did sound a little wet, didn't it? Oh, 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 Laura, I think shit myself. Oh God. What's that taught you? You want me to rub it around? Well, I, okay. I guess I can do that. I've, I've never tried this before. And then I'm just high in the shower doing mm-hmm. a scene with myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is you by yourself. Yeah, this is me. Alexis. As she's like washing the conditioner out of her hair and shit. Oh my God. Um, well, I'm glad that you enjoy your life so much. Um, I have to pee really badly. And I was just thinking, so our I think our fetish is shitting on dicks. Yeah, shit but dick. It, it also became... Eating your sister's b- baby's you know, breast I, milk poop. I think it's just going to be a thing where it starts off as a thing and ends with like pedophile. Yeah, you know. And let's see if we can add incest and pedophilia to every fetish. You know what I mean? Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I mean, you can you can always add incest and pedophilia to a fetish, I guess. It's just more like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's just, does incest improve this fetish? If, no. How about pedophilia? What combination of incest and so pedophilia, pedophilia and makes pedophilia. this better? Yeah, instead of us giving a... A fetish like one or two thumbs up we're like do we want to add incest <laughs> pedophilia or neither so i think for the official uh consensus Shit on dick. shooting on a dick is that pedophilia does it, it potentially it, improve that yeah. if you're shitting on an annoying kid um that works that's funny or if you're shitting on your rapist how about that True. If this is if this well, but now we're at the bottom again in our pedophile scenario. It's like that's how it always ends up. It's like <laughs> your power play. It's really hard to like to not. Get, yeah. I don't want to be in the headspace yeah. of a rapist. So, but yeah, if you're if you were a kid who's getting raped and then you successfully like Start really shat on their dick and that and the damn pedophiles into it, so then it would be a negative. If yeah, we had pedophilia. If it tur- like if everything all- in life, there's a lot of probabilities, a lot of variables within this. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for us. to... <laughs> Stick to our <laughs> our ratings. I can see so many ways it would be good and so many ways it would be bad. What do I do? <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's no, let's good. Let's there. <laughs> this has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.